Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Aiden's Awesome Adventures with Aiden Mud. So today we are going to be uh, reacting to some of Axia PR's uh, just PR uh, statements, and just we're going to look over some articles by them, and you know, we're just going to see what happens. So, so we're going to, by the way, before we start, I just wanted to mention, uh, season one, episode eight, I think that's what it is. I interviewed the CEO of Axia Public Relations, so this is kind of like a follow-up episode to it. So, we're going to start off on their website. So, I'm going to go to the resources and ooh, PR hack of the week. So, it is October 9th for me. So, the last uh, PR hack of the week that they have on their website is from September 27th, 2021. And it is titled, Set Goals and Categorize Importance. So, there's a GIF by uh, him that says, those are the things you have to do that day before you could go home, before you call it quits. So, let's read it. There are a million objectives to achieve daily, but realistically, there isn't enough time to accomplish them all. Make a list and separate it by its level of importance and its level of urgency. Pick three to five items to achieve daily. It's not a failure to leave some tasks unaccomplished by the end of the day. They will just be moved to tomorrow. Regroup, reassess, and rebound. So, by the way, if you'd like to check out their website, go to axiapr.com or axia.net. The next one that we're going to go is acti active listening is a habit. The GIF says, um, so listen more, broadcast less, and really engage in better and more authentic listening, active listening, and listening communications. And it says, it's easy to drone up the water cooler talk or the hour-long business meeting about something your mind is telling you you could, you could have been an email. However, if even if the information doesn't impact you, you are being presented with an opportunity to build a relationship with everyone you interact with. Repeating back to them what they said shows that you are present and comprehending their words and repeating important information back at them at a later date, and it shows them that you cared. So I think that this is also important because... Uh, I was in a meeting the other day with somebody, I don't remember who it was, actually now I do, but I don't want to say their name. Um, I was thinking, why couldn't we have just texted about this, like, why did you have to call me? Like, you know, what was the point of this? So, just think about if they want to talk to you. Um, and yeah, so 
Next up, we're going to go to the resources and blog. Why is it so hard to develop good ideas at work? This one is like one of the most relatable for me. I read ahead of this. This one's going to be a little longer, which is what I'm looking forward to. So work is one of the least favorable places for good ideas to develop. Ideas generated in the heat of office light have been found to be unimpressive. Working from home during the pandemic and Zoom meetings make it even harder. This post explores why it's challenging to come up with good ideas at work. So, for me, I like active learning. I like sitting on the floor and, you know, doing homework and doing it like that. I just, and another thing, I really like a good setup. Whoa, I'm yawning. Whoa. I just like, um something to be um, vibrant or just, you know, picture perfect. I mean, that's just how I am. And then that's when I perform my work the best. I don't know why, but yeah. Point one, lack of time. Work is filled with a lot of bustle and tension. Sorry, I lost my place. People are so busy trying to meet deadlines and hit numbers that they find themselves coming up with dry and subpar ideas when there's a need. Coming up with seasoned ideas needs time. Time should be set apart for creative thinking. This is why our agency has had a practice of ideating every week since 2016. Uh, so I think that that's really good and I think that one thing that's really significant about Axia is that they're so active uh, in their agency and it's just they work really hard and from what I've seen I watched a few uh, employees did a blog post about what it's like to work at Axia and it just looks really fun and they're just they like to meet the needs of the employees and yeah. Uh, number two, innovation means different things to different people. Um, occasionally, teams have different notions of the word innovation. When there's no mutual understanding of what innovation or creativity is in an organization, it can be difficult to come up with impressive ideas. That uh, kind of goes back to number one where uh, Axia has had a practice of ideating every week. Um, and innovation. Let's look at what the technical definition for that is. Oh, this is going to bring up some OCD. So, innovation, according to Google, is the action or process of innovating. Nice. But it actually means the practical, the practical uh, implementation of ideas that result in an, the introduction of new goods or services or improvement in offering the goods or services. Um, and something defines, it has a bunch of numbers, innovation as a new or changed 
entity realizing or redistributing value. And a quote that I think really illustrates this is, innovation is taking two things that exist and putting them together in a new way. So let's get uh, back to the article. Sorry, I am yawning like crazy because I'm very tired. Uh, It is imperative for organizations to ensure everyone is on the same page as to what amounts to creativity. This will prevent unnecessary disagreements and misunderstandings. Um, Number three, the organization is a risk-averse organization. So it talks about how too many organizations play it safe. So we're going to look up what organizations keep it safe. I know that there is a organization with the factual quote as... um, Oh, whenever I did that, it changed it to what organizations keep in mind. What organizations play it safe? So, as it says uh, by HBR, playing it safe is riskier than you think. And then it has another long article, which we're not going to go through because we got to get back to uh, going this. But it just talks about that. The link will be in the description and the link to Axia will also be in the description because while they. uh, This is probably going to be a surprise that I'm doing this. And I'm excited to see what they think of this episode. So, yeah, it's been 10 minutes, so we're going to go ahead and wrap this up with three more. Uh, Consumer insight is being neglected, and a barrier that many organizations face is that they fail to learn from their customers, learn from your mistakes, you know. Analyzing customer behaviors can give companies tons of information on how their customers think and feel, This helps the company's various departments come up with customer-centric strategies. When a company is ignorant of customer or consumer insight, it is difficult to generate nifty ideas that serve its audience. (sighs) Yawn number three. We're going to see how many yawns I can do. I'm just giving it back to myself. You know, they say yawns are contagious. I'm contagious to myself. Number five, as we're wrapping up, um, ideas get stuck, diluted, or killed as they move through the organization. Like whenever you lose your train of thought, and then you don't come back to it until like a week later, and then it's too late. And that's just not for, that's not just like, podcasting that's like an everyday life for me like I come up with an idea that's like it seems so good 
and then it just gets lost or whatever. There are different ways that these ideas can be killed. They include opposing opinions. I was about to say something about that. Uh, whenever somebody says no, you completely just forget about your idea when your idea may be better than theirs. Just, I mean, if you think your idea is good, then you don't need somebody else's opinion on what's bad. A close-mindedness, close-mindedness of company leaders. Like, I think that means kind of being scared of the leaders of the company, believing that the idea is too difficult, recalling unfruitful past experience by saying, we tried that last year, or similar remark. Presumed incompatibility of the idea by saying, it's not a strategic brand fit. Instant rejection of the idea typically closed in a sarcastic expression, such as, hmm, interesting. I'm going to go back up to point number five, where it says presumed incompatibility of the idea by saying it's not a strategic brand fit. Now I just want to say, think outside the box. Uh, whenever you're coming up with an idea, it may not be a brand fit, but, you know, it just kind of helps you to stand out from the rest of the group. You know, there's so many people working in the world, but you just can't you know, focus on what you think is bad. Um, finally, work environments hardly make room for playfulness. Why is it only after an argument that we remember the killer one-liner that would have ended the squabble in your favor? Why do you get your best ideas in environments of little to no tension, such as during showers, jogging, commuting? or another relaxed atmosphere. Everybody always says that the best ideas come to you while you're in the shower. That doesn't really happen for me. Like, that's not my preferred environment to come up with ideas. Just whenever I'm thinking alone, you know, whenever I'm alone. I know that sounds like really basic, uh, yawn number four. I know that sounds like a very basic answer, but it's true, honestly. Like, the best ideas come to me at that time. It's very, uh, weird. Just whenever I'm alone. So, yeah. I think that's going to wrap up this episode. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed. And if you did, please be sure to follow my podcast. And just stalk us. Uh, subscribe to my channel. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, check out my Quora page, and yeah, I'll let you guys go, and I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye.